when I turned 15, I, I asked my parents for a guitar for Christmas, and they, it was kind of funny. They thought I was, you know, it was just something else. I was going to collect dust in my bedroom or okay. something. But I was serious about it, man. I wanted yeah. to learn how to play, you know, because yeah. I knew, like, I need something. I need an instrument, you know. I just, all these guys are playing it. That's, that's how you get your start. You got to learn, so... How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the You Know Adam Sane podcast, where you get to know a little bit more about people, passions, and all things business. Today, I'm joined by Nashville recording artist Clayton Hackle, who has just released the single, Georgia Calls Me Home. Clayton, welcome to the show. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Clayton, you know, uh, the first thing, I want to just start start this off where, where, where my mind is going. Uh, this is actually not the first time we've met. Uh, this is the <laughs> second conversation that we've ever had. Uh, but what stands out to me is really kind of like the first conversation that we did have. What do yeah, you dude. remember about that day? Oh, man, I just, we were, uh, we were over at Eagle Creek Brewery having a rehearsal for a show, and it was kind of before... Um, I really started jumping into music hard, you know, it was a few years ago, but, uh, man, I just remember, you know, that, that night, um, we, we just got done rehearsing. You kind of came in the room and I didn't really know who you were, you know, uh, you know, but, uh, you asked me some questions that kind of really made me rethink, you know, my, uh, my goals, my ambitions and ultimately my career. So that that's cool. awesome. Yeah. I, and I, and I remember that too. Uh, yeah. you know, I was coming to, the brewery to record beer 30 i don't know if you yeah. how, how, how familiar you are you were with that yeah not that familiar but i did watch a video or two thank you yeah. so uh that was kind of like a project that me and uh, zach brenner the yeah, head brewer dude. over there i love that dude yeah awesome. i love him uh we were putting together and i walked in and i saw you uh and i and i didn't see any like musical equipment out but i was yeah. just like hey who's this guy let me kind of figure <laughs> this out and you said that hey i do music and i was yeah. like all right man uh, and something about that night, uh, I guess, led me to kind of like really dig deep, right? And, and yeah. I actually get into these conversations pretty frequently about what is your dreams? Yeah. What is your, what, what are your goals? What do you hope to achieve? Yeah. Um, and I just remember, like, I, I, rem I have a picture on my Instagram of yeah. us that night and saying, like, oh, man, this is a great kind of like starter. <laughs> so take me through what happened after that conversation. Oh, man, I don't even remember what show we were rehearsing for that night, but my mind was kind of focused on music at the time. But you kind of came in and we talked and you kind of just drove me to a deeper thought process, man. Like, what am I doing? Where is where is this going? Um, what are my what are my long term goals with music? And, um, you know, ever since that night, I, it just kind of stuck with me. And, you know, the next several, several days, you kind of thought about it. And, and ultimately, um, it took a little while, but you know, here we are, and it kind of got me to where I am. So it was just a good good launching pad. Yeah. That's right. And I remember even in that conversation, I was yeah. I, I, I uh, don't really tiptoe around things. I kind of like <laughs> ask questions, and I remember you. You're very you, bold. <laughs> I remember you, look, you, you, you looked at me, and you were like, I, I, I can't believe that guy just asked that, right? Yeah, like, like, who's this guy? Yeah, I know. Who, who's this <laughs> random like guy that just came, came through? Yeah. But I think those conversations are really important, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad that it had, you know, uh, however big of an impact i think yeah. i'm glad that that conversation did happen yeah dude so uh tell me about kind of like what you're doing now so obviously you are recording uh I, are you working on an album right now what, what what's going on yeah so um we just released my first single in a while it's been about a year since i put any music out and that was my debut uh debut release but now i'm you know 
got this new single about Georgia Calls Me Home. My my thought process now is, uh, you know, I've been writing a lot of music during during the pandemic and everything, and I'd love to record a larger collection. Um, I haven't really exactly decided when um, that's going to take place, but you know, I've got a lot of material that we're working on, and I do want to release uh, like an five-track EP or so. That's so awesome. That's my plan. Where does your inspiration come from? Yeah, dude. So literally anywhere, man. With this, uh, with the with Georgia Calls Me Home, um, obviously it's a song about where I'm from, you know, um, my experience living in this place. And it's more of a take, you know, not so much about the place, but, uh, you know, how this area, this this place that I'm from, like what is that relationship like between a physical place and a person that has a, a soul and a spirit, you know, mm. how does that, how does that um, relationship look like? You know, what, what does it feel like? And when I, there was one morning I was just, I was on my way to work. Uh, I was driving and uh sun was rising over our property um, out in Candler County. And it just kind of hit me with uh, a lot of different emotional feels and uh, just seeing how the landscape kind of, uh, I don't know, shined into my heart <laughs> Uh, it kind of gave me this emotional experience where uh, I, I really felt um, emotional connection with this place. And I'm like, that's my next song. Like, I want to write about this. I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know how it's going to turn out. But uh, that's that's my next goal. And it worked out great. So uh, I don't know, man. It's just uh, inspiration comes from all different forms and places. And it's to me, it's never the same. It's never one thing. It's always, you know, something that's going on in your life. Maybe somebody says something to you or something significant happens in your life. Or maybe you hear a phrase that's, you know, kind of catchy or cool and, and, and then you just start brewing on it. So that's kind of what comes from me. <laughs> it, it sounds like, you know, what you do is you try to capture emotions in yes. your music, right? Yeah. And so every single song that you're putting out is really yeah. about something that you're feeling. Yeah. So this song in particular, man... Um, you know, I'd, I'd wanted to write a song like this for a long time. I just didn't know, you know, how I wanted to do it. You know, there's a trillion different ways you can approach songwriting. And to me, I just want to find the one thing that does it the best for that song. Um, and when I got the idea for Georgia Calls Me Home, it was just a, a really cool, I guess, uh, viewpoint, I guess, or a premise or whatever. I don't know how you want to say that, but... Um, when the idea came to me, I just, yeah, literally wrote, sat down. I think I wrote a few lines one night and uh, kind of let it marinate, you know, and then uh, the next day it just kind of hit home. And, uh, yeah, it just, it unfolded really great, dude. Um, it's, it's a, songwriting is a crazy, it's, it's a deep thing. It takes a lot of time to get good at it. And I definitely don't call myself an expert by any means, but uh, I'm, I'm a student and uh, I'm always trying to learn and get better at figuring out how to portray emotions and, you know, who I am as an artist into a song. That's kind of like the, the golden key, I guess you could say. That's right. Yeah. So tell me about Nashville. How um, what, what has that experience been like? Oh, man. So up until, you know, this year, I'd never been there. I'd always, you know, read about it, you know, watched videos and submerged myself in the culture of Nashville before I ever got there. And then, you know, COVID-19 came and, uh, you know, obviously put a different spin on the city. But we, uh, we traveled up there after I, you know, had some material I wanted to get recorded. We traveled up there, and uh, it was wild, dude. Like, I, I love um, I love country music, so obviously it's, like, the number one place to be if you have a passion for country music. But, uh, you know, Nashville, it, it was the experience that I went to, you know, for the first time. It was kind of weird because there was nobody there. You know, I mm -hmm. went down Broadway, 
And uh, because of the pandemic, it, I mean, it was like a ghost town. It was really weird. It's like a set of a movie or something where it's deserted. It's like, you know, <laughs> Walking Dead or something came through and there's nobody there. Also, you know, there's a lot of protests and stuff going on. And, sure. Yeah, a lot of uh, busted up windows. <laughs> wow. <laughs> kind of, you know, it's it just a weird. Not the experience yeah. going into Nashville, well, I guess, I, I will right? say, dude, I will say this, man. It, it, it had a lot of downside, but also had a lot of good things because I got to go see a lot of the uh, – you know, a lot of, like the Ryman Auditorium and all these, mm. you know, different like landmarks of Nashville without having to wait in lines. <laughs> and I, I went up, you know, just walking down the streets, dude, and looking, the signs are all lit up. It's like you expect a ton of people to be there, but obviously there wasn't. And um, I just, you know, I had a field day, dude. It was it was fun. Um, a, a good first experience for sure. Not one that I ever expected to happen, but um, it turned out pretty cool. So. Well, yeah. well, being able to, you know, see the silver lining on every yeah. cloud, I think, is very important. Dude, right? yeah, especially, you know, I, th I think it's so important to stay optimistic, man. You always mm -hmm. got to look at um, the good side of things because it doesn't take long if, if you don't do that to kind of get, get down. And um, it gets rough that way, but I prefer to, to look at things from definitely the positive side and to focus on the things that are going to make me better and improve my life you know I, I prefer to do it that way so, that's right yeah so let's talk about something else you know uh let's go down you know if 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 somebody out there has kind of interest in recording music yeah. what, what does that look like do you just uh drive to nashville and 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 just walk into a studio <laughs> like do you book studio time like how how does that entire process work yeah well i, I think it depends on where you stand um you know what is your ambition what is your goal do you want to record professionally or are you want it as a hobby you know is it just for fun? Or are you actually trying to get you know, radio play? Are you trying to chart? You know, what does that look like for you? I think you have to make that decision first and foremost before you can kind of take the next step. But, um, you know, for me, I knew where I was, you know, um, especially, you know, we had our conversation you know, a couple of years later. I'd kind of like I took a path that led me to where I am now because mm -hmm. you know, mentally it took me a while to get there. But, you know, after I kind of, you know, live life and figured things out i'm like okay this is my goal i want to i want to go to nashville i want to record country music and i want to do it my way this you know my style sure and for me i did a lot of research like of finding the right producer for uh that style and that taste of country music but you know for anybody i mean that's, that's a really broad question to answer, but you follow your gut, you follow your heart. I do a lot of praying, and mm. you network with people that uh, that are already doing it. That's kind of what I did. You know, I, there's a lot of folks that are from around here and uh, you know from Georgia that are up there pursuing country music, and um, it's it's just a it's a wild thing to chase, dude. There, there's so many different paths you can take to get there, but for me. Um, you know, to go to record country music in Nashville is something that I, I don't take lightly. So I, I really did a lot of a, a lot of preparing um, to get to that point. And I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a start. Yeah. So let yeah. me kind of like dig dig a yeah. little deeper. So yeah. you know, for for someone that you know, um, I guess how important are the people that you know? So in yeah. Nashville, is it, so, it? Did you meet someone that kind of like? eventually led you down that path of recording that um that single or was it yeah. that uh, a group of people do i need do you, do you need an agent nah. do you need a like manager what does that nah. look like <clears throat> excuse me so uh oh man how did i get there so you know obviously i've been playing music for a long time i've been doing it for uh, 
I don't know, seven, eight, nine years, good, good little while, and you know, all all roads with country music lead to Nashville. So I knew, mm. you know, all the people that could help me get better were located there. You know, the 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 pros. You know, everybody that's doing at a high level. You know, there's a few scattered around the country or whatever, but most of them, you know, if they're pursuing music at a high level, they're they're in Nashville. And uh, so I knew that that's where I wanted to go to kind of like take my career to the next level um, as far as recording music. But, yeah, I mean, there's some, I don't know, man, like I network with a lot of uh, a lot of local guys, you know, some that are from here, some that aren't, some that, you know, I may have met through social media. Maybe they're at the same stage of their career as I am. And I see who they're working with, you know, who mm-hmm. are these guys going to get this product? You know, how are they, how are they where they are? And you, there's no one-stop shop answer to get that, you know. Mm-hmm. It takes – time it takes talk conversations like we're having right now mm-hmm. with different people um and you know for me uh i really listen to a lot of music especially during this downtime with with uh, 2020 it's been a lot of time for me to do my homework and everything so i researched uh you know a lot of uh a lot of nashville producers and i really dug into uh just country music and how it's produced and all these things that people are doing to create the sound that I'm looking for and eventually it led me through networking and all that research it led me to uh Grady Saxman which is who I recorded this latest single with and who I will be recording with for uh the the larger collection of songs that I'm going to record soon well I mean you obviously have a a great product out there right now uh tell me a little bit about kind of I guess how um the single is doing yeah so it's funny you asked today um I'm sitting at uh, 10,000 streams on Spotify wow. alone. So for me personally, that was a huge milestone, man. I mean, you know, there's people out there with millions and millions of streams. But, you know, for me at this stage in my career, for this to be my second uh, release, it it was it's huge for me, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I pour a lot of heart and soul into what I do. I love it. You know, I submerse myself in it every day. It's something that I'm constantly thinking about, something that I really – uh, I want to share with other people, not because, you know, I don't want fame or fortune or anything. I just love country music. I love what it captures, what it does for me. I want to share that with people. For it to be streamed 10,000 times worldwide, uh, it, it's, it's a feeling I can't quite describe. But um, it's crazy, dude. You know, the other day I was on uh, I was on my Instagram and, and this guy sent me a, uh, a DM. He was from Finland. He was streaming my song in his car, you know. I'm like, this is insane, dude. I've never been to Finland. I don't know a soul over there. <laughs> Somehow, you know, my music made its way across the world and a different country. Uh-huh. And for, you know, for part of, as an artist, you know, to get a little bit of who you are and to share that with somebody that you don't know, especially oh, across that's the world, it's, 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 the, it's the golden dream, man. It, it makes me feel like I've made it, even though, you know, I'm not charting on billboards or anything right now i'm not selling out stadiums but ultimately the goal you know of a true artist is to show people your art and you know hopefully they appreciate it and to have that happen especially over ten thousand times on anything is really cool yeah that's that's amazing so for for the finland guy i mean did he kind of i guess let you know how he (laughs) kind of found you or yeah so um the way streaming services work, um, there's a lot of algorithmic stuff going on there. And uh, when mm-hmm. you upload music to any uh, you know streaming service, Spotify, Apple Music, all these things, a lot of times there's uh, you know 
you put a little bit of information about who you are and what you sound like, what you think you sound like. So say, I, you know, maybe my style is similar to Luke Combs or something like that. And mm. they listen to a lot of his music. Well, you know, over time, his suggested music will kind of pop up with similar artists. And mine was one of those guys. So it was kind of cool, you know, to see my music, you know, being played in the same uh, the same format as these other guys that everybody's listening to so that's that awesome cool. yeah man. well congratulations on that you know yeah, thanks, I, I think dude. a lot of people see the successes of you know larger names and they don't realize how much it takes to get there <laughs> right they don't they don't see the blood sweat and tears they don't nah. see the 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 uh you know challenges that everybody yeah. faces right yeah. and so you know for for me i think that you know what Actually, for you, uh, what would you, what advice would you, I guess, give to people out there that are thinking that have that dream of achieving something like that? Well, first of all, make sure you know whatever you're doing, you're 100 percent invested in it. And you love it. You have you have to have 110 percent of who you are in it. You have to, your heart has to be in it, man. Um, that's number one because if if that's where your heart is, you know everything else that you do isn't going to be work. It's not going to be something that you dread doing. I mean, there may be times, yeah, I don't really feel like making this Facebook post or this Instagram. You know, there's times like that, but at the end of the day, you're sharing something that you love, you know, so it's worth it, man. I mean, I, I love country music so much. There's there's not much that I wouldn't do to help, you know, other people enjoy, you know. So to me, um, you know, to give somebody else the advice, make sure you love what you do. And don't be afraid of getting told no, because I'll mm. tell you a hundred thousand times or more, doors have shut in my face. You know, you never share those experiences with people, you know, very much. But, um, you know, if you love what you do, don't be afraid to go out there and pursue it and chase those dreams, dude. Because, yeah, you're going to get the rejections. You're going to get, uh, you know, tough times kind of come. But if you're you know, really legitimate about you know, what you're doing, mm -hmm. how you feel about it, then those things won't matter, man. And that's, that's kind of how I feel, man. Like, you know, just last night I was, uh, I was watching a live stream event of, uh, Josh Turner, which is one of my biggest musical idols, like huge influence on me. And he was live streaming from the same stage I played from in Nashville when I went down there. How'd dude. I feel? Dude, it's insane, man. Mm. Like to, to just, I mean, I've never met him. But to stand in the same place he did and perform, you know, like he did, he's, it's just incredible, man. I mean, anybody that, you know, if you have a, some kind of uh, influence or, or music or idol of any kind, you know, to be associated with those kind of people that are doing it at such a high level um, and to even just get a taste of it, it's just the most gratifying feeling ever because it shows you you're doing something right, you know. Mm -hmm. like, there's just so much, grat you know, gratification all these things that I feel when, when those things happen. And, you know, they may not make headlines. They may not ever be, um, you know, the things that capture a billboard's attention or whatever, you know. But to me, because my heart's so deeply, you know, thrust into this place of country music, it means so much, dude. Mm. And so I guess my piece of advice would be to make sure you love what you do and to chase it 100% and don't, don't hold anything back. Just go for it, mm -hmm. 100%. So. Well, I mean, you know, I, I get um, 
you you are so humble in in what you're doing right now, and I and I think that that's amazing, right? A lot of times people people uh, get a little taste of it, and then just their head yeah. blows up so big <laughs> that they can't even the room can't even contain yeah. it. Um, yeah. But uh, I think that that's that is amazing. Um, let, let's kind of like switch directions right quick. Uh, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about kind of I guess how you first got into music. How how did that journey yeah. first start? Well, uh, as a young kid, my parents listened to a lot of. Uh, country music i grew up in the 90s and that was like one of the peaks of country music man there was so much uh, just great music on the radio um it was great and i grew up in that and I, I listened to a lot of alan jackson and garth brooks and uh, tim mcgraw and uh you know as a young kid yeah, that's just what i did mm -hmm. and you know over time those songs you know um, country music is such a great song writer genre but there's so many stories there's so many experiences that you can learn from just listening to a song and uh i just kind of got uh, i gravitated towards all that stuff i mean i spent hours listening to a, you know one of tim mcgraw's cassette i had cassette tapes back then I was, okay I'm speaking my age a little bit but <laughs> um i stick it in you know i had like a tape player with these you know cheap headphones and i just listened to it man i'd flip the tape over and listen to it again and just um I don't know. There's something about uh, the genre that just captured me, man, and that's where I first fell in love with it. You know, listening to those songs and finding, uh, you know, my life just related to them. Even as a mm -hmm. young kid, you know, you feel those things. And um, so, so yeah. at this age, you were just listening, listening, listening. Yeah. And then what the happened? <laughs> yeah. So at some point, there must have been like either an instrument yeah. that was given to you, <laughs> yeah. or like you just started actually singing. Like, yeah. what, what did that look like? Well, uh, I guess the first thing I, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church, and there's a lot of choir music. You know, we sang hymns every Sunday. That was like my first ever experience singing, I guess. But um, when I turned 15, I, I asked my parents for a guitar for Christmas, and they. It was kind of funny. They thought I was, you know, it was just something else. I was going to collect dust in my bedroom or okay. something. But I was serious about it, man. I wanted yeah. to learn how to play, you know, because yeah. I knew, like, I need something. I need an instrument, you know. I just, all these guys are playing it. That's, that's how you get your start. You got to learn. So I got uh, I got a guitar and pretty much taught myself how to play. And I'm definitely not the best guitar player. A lot of people that helped me out along the way. Um, but Did you take lessons at all? I did not. Uh, hmm. I mean, not formally, no. I pretty much, I didn't even have the internet. I, we didn't. I grew up without internet, dude. Uh -huh. Like uh, I had a book. I did. It's funny, man. I mean, I'm only 28, but <laughs> yeah, sure. We lived out in the middle of nowhere. We sure. didn't have all that technology, man. And sure. So they, they, my parents got me a, a self-learned book, whatever you want to call it. And I learned my major chords and uh -huh. um, learned how to keep in time, you know. And I had a lot of uh, mentors. A good friend of mine, Danny Ruiz. Um, I ended up meeting. He's he's a seasoned veteran when it comes to country music. He used to tour around the country, and he went to the same church as me. And I, I just he was a great player, and I always looked up to him. You know, he's a he was an older dude with a lot of experience, mm -hmm. man. And I just I went to his house like when I was you know in high school and you know my early uh, late teen years, I guess. Um, just went to his house and watched him play. Just learned. Just uh, mm -hmm. did everything I could to. Uh, you know, better myself by watching him and learn. He'd teach me some things. Like, you know, we, I'd go over to his house. We'd have dinner, and uh, he would uh, – we'd just break out the guitars and sit in the back room, and he'd teach me how to play songs and uh, teach me how to play in a more of a band setting versus just by myself. Because you can, you know, learning how to play music, you can 
you can do a lot of things wrong if you're by yourself. So That's right. you get in there, you know, uh, for me, I just knew he would, he'd already been there. He'd done it. You know, he was a session guitar player in Nashville for a long time. Um, so I just got in there and, uh, as a young kid, just tried to get that experience and, and better myself in those kind of ways. But, um, after that, you know, I, I, uh, my mom, I was probably around 19 or so. Um, still hadn't played out very much, but, uh, my mom gave me a paper. Uh, there was an article in the paper here in Statesboro for a, like a Statesboro's got talent, some kind of local fundraiser okay. talent show that went down in town. And, uh, I was like, you know what? Let's just see where it goes. Okay. And, uh, I ended up, I had some song I'd written. It was bad. It was not, a. Uh, I don't know. It was it was legitimate, but it you know. But, but, it, but it was yeah, your song. It was my song. Okay. And I took it and did the talent show. Ended up placing runner up. So that's, wow. That I mean that that kind of gave me. Uh, I feel like the boost of confidence that I needed to kind of go some forward. fuel, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at, you need at, so at this point, had you uh, had you played in front of people before? Uh at church a little bit. Okay. But man, it was very limited. Like sure. <laughs> You know, I wasn't in a in a praise band like you know the church I went to. They had a piano and uh, there was a little bit of guitar stuff, but you know more choir, you know kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I hadn't played out much, man. And um, that was kind of my first time being on the. I dude, I thought I was. You you couldn't have told me I was just at a local auditorium. I you I would I prepared for it like I was going to be on the CMT awards or something. It was, love it. Yeah. Love it. So, but that's, that's I, mean, I was what planning my outfit. I was planning everything. This is what it takes though. I mean, your attention to detail yeah. is what what makes it yeah. makes it happen, right? Yeah, right. So, there's nothing nothing wrong with that yeah. at all. So, anyways, it uh yeah, after that I just kind of got some confidence. I started um booking some you know, local shows. My first gig ever was here in town at the Forty East Grill. If you ever been okay. there, yeah, I got played for tips and free steak. Uh huh. Did that a lot. A lot. I thought I was doing something. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it was, it's great because I'm getting experience. People are interact. I'm interacting with people. Sure. And, um, next thing you know, I'm you know booking shows all around town, um, making what I thought was good money. You okay. know, <laughs> I was a kid. You know, of what course. I mean? So, uh, yeah, I'm learning songs. Like I, you know. There'd be a popular song on the radio. I'm like, hey, you know, go learn this song. Make might make some good tips tonight. So sure. I go learn it, and um, you know, eventually just kind of started out there. It's, you know, not not much of a fancy story, but it's no. What I happened. mean, we yeah. we always have we all have to start somewhere. You know, yeah. one of the interesting parts. I don't know how much you know about this, but there's this concept called the ten thousand hour rule, right? Yeah. Uh, the Beatles actually played together just uh, outside as a group together hmm. uh, in front of people for a long period of time. So that's why, you know, their stage performance was so good is because they yeah. were so, so like so in tune with each yeah. other. And so being awesome. able to get that experience in front of people, yeah. I think is so important. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm glad that Statesboro was able to kind of like do that. for. Oh them. yeah. They cultivated my, my music career. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, I actually met my wife, um, we actually that same church I was telling you about. We met there, and okay. she plays violin. You know, okay, she, she, I did uh, not know that. Yeah, she's a dude. She's a way better musician than I am. She'll never admit it, but she is talented, dude. Okay. Um, and uh, she doesn't like the spotlight at all. She hates cameras and everything else, but uh-huh. that's okay, man. Like she, she, uh, she started playing a few shows out with me, and we started. We were dating at the time, and I thought life was great, man. I got a girlfriend that plays gigs with me, man. This is oh, awesome, man. It was, yeah. it was cool, and. Um, so as my kind of music career moved forward, you know, my relationship with her developed and 
and uh, she really helped me uh, kind of grow with everything so that was cool seems like music has had like you know a massive impact on all aspects of your life from relationships <laughs> to career yeah. to like you know all these different things yeah. i think it's it's huge um so you you did mention right now that you actually work like you this is kind of like a part-time thing or is this full-time uh i wish it was man that's that's my goal um, okay obviously uh music at this at this level of my career doesn't provide enough money to to live off of full-time sure. mm -hmm. so i do work full-time i actually work here for georgia southern during, okay during the week uh, it's my my normal daytime hours but um you know every minute that i'm not there i'm in some way pursuing music so it's it works out for me i mean i'm able to uh have a lot of time off and things uh that i'm very grateful for my job allows me to be flexible with my schedule sometimes and um helps me get the most out of both worlds so so what, what's on what's on the uh agenda uh, down the line for uh clayton hackle yeah well um as far as immediate future i have a show in town tonight so that's okay. like that's on my mind right now i haven't played out live in uh over a year with my band it's okay. been that long we took a uh, right before christmas we usually you know slow down with our gigs and then covid came so we've got a um, show tonight here in town uh it's a halloween festival thing going on then uh next month um november 21st we have a uh, down on the farm concert. It's a hometown kind of concert. It's going to be out um, in a wide open place in the middle of nowhere. Good country. Uh, get down. Well, yeah. Yeah. Down on the farm concert. Okay. And I've, I've never been. Yeah. Uh, describe those two. I've, I've never been to one. <laughs> well, um, when I was in high school, you know, Luke Bryan, he, he had a farm tour that ran mm, through States right. every year. And uh, I went out there, man, just saw that, and it's pretty much, imagine a wide open field with a huge stage with, with a big crowd of people, and they're all jamming out to their, their uh, hits that are on the radio, and uh, it's just fun, man. Um, so I, I kind of like, you know, I took that idea, obviously I'm, I'm not at a national scale, but um, we're making it really fun, dude. There's going to be a big stage, there's going to be lighting, there's going to be... Um, plenty of room to spread out and you know, bring your lawn chairs and bring your families and just come enjoy a safe, fun time out at the concert. And uh, it's going to be fun. A lot of local acts are coming to open the show. We're going to have food trucks out there. We're going to have uh, some some vendors and things like that. It's almost kind of like a festival feel. But um, yeah, we're hosting it, man, out in Meadow at Dutch Ford Farm, November 21st. It's going to be a great time. I get to perform my new single live for the first time in front of everybody. So. Uh, you know, with 10,000 streams, a lot of those are local folks that yeah, are enjoying sure. music. So I get to play that out for everybody. And that's something I've been looking forward to for a long time because you know, I, I wanted to give back to my community in some kind of way, man, because I've been supported so much. You know, this is something I've been working on really since the last local concert we did in Metter. Uh, got so much support from that. It showed me how much, you know, they love what I do. And I really appreciate everybody there and, uh, and here in Statesboro as well. Um, it's been so supportive, man. And I just wanted to give, give back in, in some kind of way that'd be fun for everybody. So that's right. And really affordable too, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, hopefully people can come out and have a good time and enjoy the show. But, uh, as far as, you know, the future, um, that's going to kind of close the book on 2020. I've got a couple little things I can't quite share yet that we're planning on releasing here pretty soon. Okay. And it's going to, people are going to like it, but, okay. uh, and I've got more music I'm planning on recording very soon. And, uh, Got a lot, a lot of fun things, but hopefully get some touring going on next year. Um, it's kind of uncertain right now with everything, but uh, hopefully 
uh, live music will return in full swing pretty soon, and I'll get back out there and um, do what I love to do, man. I love performing so much. It's one of my other loves. You know, I'm a, I'm a big consumer of country music, but when you're able to take something that you love and, and, and perform it live for people, it's, it adds another dimension to, right. to what I do. And that's, uh, you know, I love writing songs and, and all the, all that stuff, but uh, performing it for people and seeing that interaction, you know, coming from the person that created, you know, this musical content and just seeing how that develops at a live show and that interaction is something you can't replicate. And I've been missing it big time, so right. I'm looking forward to getting back out there. I'm so excited to see kind of like where your career goes. <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously yeah. I think that I have – uh, buy in because you know I've, I met you so early on, right? Oh, you and man, then, yeah. Um, it, it's been a great experience so far uh, to see you kind of like grow into uh, the different things that you're doing right now. Yeah. Clayton, thank you so much for spending some time with <laughs> us. Uh, if there's a final statement that you like to either tell my audience or tell your audience, <laughs> what would that be? Well, first of all, thank y'all for listening, man. This is my first ever podcast, so yeah. I'm, I'm honored to be here, man. I love podcasts. I've always wanted to be a part of one. So okay. I'm glad you reached out, dude. I listen to a lot of them, a lot of different things. I, I enjoy. Um, in life, I, I love sports and all kind of things. So I'm always listening to podcasts. But thank y'all for for being here and listening. And uh, if if you enjoy country music and uh, you want to hear some things that we've got going on, check out my artist profile on Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube. Um, pretty much anywhere you stream music, you can go find me. My name's Clayton Hackle, and I got a single out right now called Georgia Calls Me Home, and it's climbing up the charts, man. I'm excited. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, Clayton Hackle Music. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Clayton Hackle Music. Same thing. And uh, follow me anywhere. I don't have a TikTok yet. I guess okay. that's, the, that's the hot ticket right might now. Be the next, <laughs> might be the next step, right? Yeah, I got to get trendy. But, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, Clayton, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being part of the show. And then um, looking forward to uh, seeing your career unveiled. Sweet summer peaches, waves of cotton rolling in the breeze. Taking pulls from a mason jar, passing around.